Hello, 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 hello. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. It is a cold, cold evening for us in here in the South. So I hope that wherever you are, you are nice and cozy and warm and nice and toasty and all tucked in. Or I don't know, maybe you're somewhere on the couch or maybe outside somewhere. But wherever you are, I just want to say thank you for being here. This is the Jay Rolden Speaks podcast. What we do here is we talk about poems. I offer some stories and you offer some comments and we exchange some words between one another. So thank you so much for being here. This is a lovely, lovely afternoon. Thank you so much for all your wonderful words and wonderful comments. I definitely take them to heart. So thank you so much. So once again, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it is time to settle down and listen to some great works of art that we call poetry. So you guys ready? If you're new to this live, the only thing I ask is that you get some earphones or headphones because the experience is so, so, so much better. So once again, thank you so much for being here. If it's freezing up, yeah, maybe just restart your app or something. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's my end, but who knows? I have no idea. But I want to say thank you anyways for being here. You all ready? We're going to do some great poems tonight. I want to share a little story recently that I told a very special, special, dear-hearted woman of mine, and I shared with her recently about a place that is very, very, like, private for me. <laughs> I wouldn't say private, but it was just very, very, like, special for me. And, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that thinks that this particular place is special. I'm sure there's other dudes out there that think the same thing. But this place is located in South America. And what I like about it is that it's situated, there's this basically this huge boulder, okay, like this huge boulder right along the cliff, all along the Pacific Ocean. And, and so it's about, uh, about a two hour or about an hour and a half drive from where my family is located in South America. And so this boulder basically is it's it's i mean this thing's not going anywhere i mean some people might think it's going to get dislodged but it's impossible i mean this thing is huge and it's pretty much attached to the rest of the cliff uh, alongside this andes mountains and if you've never seen that the andes mountains by the way it is fantastic it is beautiful it is one of my favorite mountain ranges in the world and so i'm pretty sure this boulder is not going to go anywhere <laughs> so anyway Thank you so much for uh, being here. I just want to say hi to some of my um, f current followers and the new ones that are going to be here. So in any case, I just would like to let you all know that this particular mountain range that I was referring to, there's a very, very special place that I always like to go and just sort of like look out into the ocean and it's all along the coast and you can actually see in the distance some city lights that are just so gorgeous and they have this really really unique glare that bounces off of the clouds off of this coast and by the time it kind of reflects back it sort of like blends in with the ocean and it creates this like unique sort of sapphire blue like and if you were there just like right after the sun is set 
or the sun is setting, right? So right after the sun sets, there, that's when you get this really, really like cool sapphire blue. And then you only see it for like a couple minutes and it's amazing. I mean, it is amazing. And I had this dream that one day I would love to take, you know, my, I would love to ask my potential future wife to girl to to be my wife so that's a good like proposal site basically <laughs> so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna disclose where it is because you know if this live gets put gets posted on my spotify account then i don't want to spoil it <laughs> so all i'll but but there, but there's a message here guys okay there's a message here how many of you recollect a particular space or a place or a spot that is just so special to you i don't know where that is maybe it's somewhere along the beach maybe it's in the mountains somewhere or maybe it's like at a particular house or maybe those of you who like to look go to castles maybe you have this really really like special place that not a lot of people know about only you and a, and a select group of people do but whatever that is it's special to you for a reason and sometimes you can't explain it and sometimes you can but make no mistake that we have this unique connection with the spaces that we surround ourselves with it's one of the most sort of foundational aspects of what it means to be a being right so like we take for granted spaces of shelter right spaces that create shelter for us and i'm sure many 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 of us like probably shall we say really really appreciate the places that we live and we inhabit and then there's some of us that actually like don't really realize it you know just don't really realize like just how fortunate we are to have a roof over our heads and if you were at my live yesterday i shared a little bit of detail about just how i came from a very very small house it was about it was less than 450 square feet anyway i don't want to get into repeat, repeating that story again but let's just say that like i absolutely appreciate like the places that i live in you know i even the the fact that I actually have heat in my house is like a, just such a, an accomplishment for me. I love it. I can live in a one bedroom space that is like literally like like 250 square feet. And as long as it has heat, I'd be happy, you know? <laughs> anyway, there's a there's reasons for that. Anyway, guys, let me let me get back to what I was trying to say here. All of you, including me, we have places that we love to go to. And it's very, very special to you. It's very special to me. It's very special to whoever you are. So I want to read a poem by William Wordsworth. And it's considered one of his best works of art. And it's titled Tintern Abbey. If you've never heard this poem, please stick around and just let these words sink in. And while you hear these words, okay, while you hear these words, I want you to imagine that special place 
that is so unique to you, so special to you. You can't even, once again, you can't even explain fully why it's so special to you. You just know that you love going to this place because you feel so connected with whatever it is, nature, with people, with yourself, something, maybe even the great grand master, right? The intelligent designer, right? Maybe you feel closest there. I don't know. But that place is special to you. So William Wordsworth had a special place as well. And he called it Tintern Abbey. Tintern Abbey is a region, a, it's, it's, a, it's a locality in Southern Ireland. It's right along the close, pretty close to the coast in Southern Ireland. And if you never get a chance to like visit the Isles, the British Isles, please, if you, whenever you do, like seriously, go to the coast of the British Isles, both in Scotland and in Ireland. It's majestic. I mean, you'll be sort of like you won't you won't even have to like wonder why the British Isles produced so many great poets. These guys were just surrounded by majesty, right? By this incredible geological landscape. And so, once again, wherever you are, and thank you, by the way, those of you who are new to my life, thank you so much for following. Thank you so much for your wonderful comments. I really don't mean to ignore anybody's comments. I just get lost in sort of the, explaining these, these analogies. So bear with me just for a few minutes while I explain these these poems and you know read them and then i'll read your comments okay so once again i apologize i don't want you to think that i'm ignoring you or whatever i just want you to feel welcome i want you to feel welcome this is a place where you are reminded of how special of a human being you are right and and i know that sounds a little like generic perhaps but it's true <laughs> it's so true do you know how amazing human beings are Tr truly like yes there's a lot of like evil people out there but there's also some really great people like incredible people right so you can be one of them and all you need to remind yourself is what those attributes are right what are those attributes that make you so wonderful and so poetry the ones that i share at least help us tap into those beautiful attributes that all of us possess right whether you are a female or a male doesn't matter we possess some of the most incredible attributes that some of them can't even be fully explained but we can feel it and we can see it sometimes we can sometimes hear it and we can sometimes touch it and sometimes even taste it so i want to read Tintern Abbey to y'all by William Wordsworth, who wrote about this special place to him. Every time he goes to visit, he has the exact same sensation, and he's absolutely enamored with this place, with this locality. And so he decided to write a poem about Tintern Abbey. The official title of this poem, by the way, is actually, I'm going to read it to you, okay? It's very long. This is the official... See, everybody in the literary world basically just nicknames this poem Tintern Abbey. And then we just know, oh, it's William Wordsworth. But the actual, real ti the actual official title 
of this poem is this. Lines composed a few miles above Tintern Abbey on revisiting the banks of Way during a tour, July 13th, 1798. That is the title of Tintern Abbey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm so excited to read this to y'all. You guys ready? All right. Sit back wherever you are. If you're on the couch, if you're on the bed, if you're in your patio, if you're out in the mountains, if you're out in a lake, wherever it is, take a few minutes right now. And I want you to enjoy this amazing poem by William Wordsworth. Once again, this is titled Nickname. The nickname title is Tintern Abbey. Here we go. Let me start this one more time and then we'll get started. Five years have passed, five summers, with the length of five long winters, and again I hear these waters rolling from their mountain springs. With a soft inland murmur, once again do I behold these steep and lofty cliffs, that on a wild secluded scene impress thoughts of more deep seclusion and connect the landscape with the quiet of the sky. The day is come when I again repose here under this dark sycamore and fear and view these plots of cottage ground, these orchard tufts, which at this season with their unripe fruits are clad in one green hue and lose themselves mid grooves and copses. Once again, I see these hedgerows, hardly hedgerows, little lines of sportive wood run wild. These pastoral farms, hmm, green to the very door and wreaths of smoke sent up in silence from among the trees. With some uncertain notice and might seem of vagrant, vagrant dwellers in the houseless woods, or of some hermit's cave whereby his fire the hermit sits alone. The beauteous forms through a long absence have not been to me as is a landscape to a blind man's eye, but oft in lonely rooms and mid the din of towns and cities I, uh, I have owed to them. In hours of weariness, sensations sweet, felt in the blood and felt along the heart, the heart, and passing, and passing even into my purer mind with tranquil restoration. Feelings, too, of unremembered pleasure, such, perhaps, as have no slight or trivial influence on that best portion of a good man's life, his little nameless unremembered acts of kindness and of love. Nor less 
I trust to them. I may have owed another gift. Of aspect more sublime, that blessed mood in which the burthen of the mystery, in which the heavy and the weary weight of all this unintellig unintelligible world is lightened. That serene and blessed mood in which the affections gently lead us on until the breath of this corporeal frame and even the motion of our human blood. Almost suspended, we are laid asleep in body and becoming and become a living soul. While with an eye made quiet by the power of harmony and the deep power of joy, we see into the life of th things. If this be but a vain belief, yet, oh, how oft in darkness and amid the many shapes of joyless delight, daylight, when the fretful stir, unprofitable, and the fervor of the world have hung upon the beatings of my heart, how oft in spirit have I turned to thee, O sylvan way, thou wanderer through the woods, how often has my spirit turned to thee? And now, with gleams of half-extinguished thought, with many recognitions, dim and faint, and somehow of a sad perplex perplexity, the picture of the mind revives again. While here I stand, not only with the sense of present pleasure, but, the, but with the pleasing thoughts that in this moment there is life and food for future years. And so, I dare to hope, though changed, no doubt, from what I was when first I came along these hills. When like a row I bounded over the mountains, by the sides of the deep rivers and the lonely streams. Wherever nature led, more like a man flying from something that he dreads than one who sought the thing he loved. For nature then, the coarser pleasures of my boyish days, and their glad animal movements all gone by, to me was all in all. I cannot paint what then I was. The sounding cataract haunted me like a passion, the tall rock, the mountain, and the deep and gloomy wood, their colors, their forms, were then to me an appetite, a feeling, and a love that had no need of a remoter charm. By thought supplied, nor any interest unborrowed from the eye, that time is past.
and all its aching joys are now no more, and all its dizzy raptures not for this faint eye, nor mourn, nor murmur, other gifts have followed, for such loss I would believe abundant recompense, for I have learned to look on nature not as in the hour of thoughtless youth, but hearing oftentimes the still sad music of humanity, nor harsh nor grating, through, though of ample power to chasten and subdue. And I have felt a presence that disturbs me with the joy of elevated thoughts, a sense of sublime, of something far more deeply interfused, whose dwelling is the light of setting suns. And the round ocean, and the living air, and the blue sky, and in the mid, and in the mind of man. A motion of, and a spirit that impels all thinking things all objects of all thought, and rolls through all things. Therefore am I still a lover of the meadows, and the woods and mountains, and of all that we behold from this green earth, of all the mighty world of eye and ear, both what they have create, and what perceive will pleased, well pleased to recognize in nature, in the language of sense, the anchor of my purest thoughts, the nurse, the guide, the guardian of my heart, and soul of all my moral being. Nor perchance, if I were not thus taught, should I the more suffer my genial spirits to decay? For thou art with me here upon the banks of this fair river, thou my dearest friend. My dear, dear friend, and in thy voice I the language of my former heart, and read my former pleasures in the shooting lights of thy wild eyes. Oh, yet a little while may I behold in thee what I was once. My dear, dear sister, and this prayer I make, knowing that nature never did betray the heart that loved her, tis her privilege through all the years of this our life to lead from joy to joy, for she can so inform the mind that is within us. So impress with quietness and beauty and so feed with lofty thoughts that neither evil tongues rash judgments 
nor the sneers of selfish men, nor greetings where no kindness is, nor all the dreary intercourse of daily life shall ever prevail against us, or disturb our cheerful faith. That all which we behold is full of blessings, therefore let the moon shine on thee in thy solitary walk, and let the misty mountain winds be free to blow against thee and in after years, when these wild ecstasies shall be matured into a sober pleasure, when thy mind shall be a mansion for all lovely forms. Thy memory be as a dwelling place for all sweet sounds and harmon harmonious. Oh, then, if solitude or fear or pain or grief should be thy portion, what with what healing thoughts of tender joy wilt thou remember me and these exhortations? Nor perchance, if I should be where I am, no more can hear thy voice, nor catch from thy wild eyes these gleams of past existence. Wilt thou then forget that on the banks of this delightful stream we stood together, and that I, so long a worshipper of nature, hither came unwearied? in that service. Rather say with warmer love, oh, with far deeper, deeper zeal of holier love. Nor wilt thou then forget that after many wanderings many years of absence, these steep woods and lofty cliffs, and this green pastoral landscape were to me more dear, both for themselves and for Seriously, 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 seriously. Read this on your own. It is a fantastic poem. I know there was a lot of words in there, and I know a lot of it seemed kind of convoluted. But you need to, like, really, really, like, just immerse yourself in this poem. Listen to how Wordsworth, like, actually, like, describes the sensation of just fleeing from every kind of negative turmoil that was present in the mainland wherever he was coming from right and here's a place that he found tintern abbey close to tintern abbey and he is absolutely just regenerated right like all the crap that he went through whatever it was he 
many ways, he was actually trying to say that it was worth it because he got it, it led him to that place. It led him to Tintern Abbey, where he can actually see the ma the majesty of the cliffs, the hills, the mountains, the green pastures, the blue sky, the stars at night, the crashing of the waves along the cliffs, the wind that was blowing through him. Whatever human being that he brought there, which was his sister and a couple of lovers, <laughs> not at the same time, so don't get that, that idea, but, but whatever he was, right, whoever he was with, it was like they turned into angels because of just how angelic that environment was, right? You're surrounded by an angelic environment so therefore you're kind of like you know obviously we don't know what angels go through or feel like but it makes you wonder if they're surrounded by such majesty and glory maybe that's what it feels like <laughs> you know that's what it feels like because once again he found Tintern Abbey that was a place that let him allowed him to not think of the negative things that he experienced he's fully conscientious that they exist right he's he he actually says it in this poem but it doesn't matter because even if they exist they are absolutely countered by the majesty and the beauty of tinder Abbey. that's why all of you need to find a special place that is so special to you, wherever that is, it doesn't necessarily have to be in, in nature, but please try to find a place that somewhere is in nature because it, it's such, it's like 10 times better. <laughs> I mean, obviously you gotta be careful, right? If you gotta have the necessities and, you know, make sure that you're gonna survive and everything like that, but, but find that place, man. And then like make those trips, yearly trips or whatever, how many trips you wouldn't want to do, like just go there and, just sit there and don't even say anything. If you want to bring a friend, bring a friend. And if you want to talk, that's fine. You can talk. But don't forget to also just listen to that area and just look at the things that are around you. It's incredible. <laughs> yes, Aubrey, I will post this on the podcast. So no worries. Good suggestion. Thank you so much. I'll definitely post this on the podcast. I kind of messed up a couple times, so I'll see if I can edit those out or maybe like do a audio patch. Anyway, I'll I'll do my best to to upload this for sure. So great suggestion for sure. So once again, guys, like seriously, find a place that is just gonna be so unique to you. And those of you who came late to the live, I started out this episode talking about one of my favorite places in the world, and it's so it's. It's such a special place to me that one day, you know, whoever, <laughs> one day, I'm going to propose in that spot. <laughs> so I'm not going to, I'm not going to reveal the location because just in case they ever listen to this, to this episode. <laughs> But that's going to be a place where it's going to be memorable, right? It's a special place for me, and I wanted to share it with special, special lady, right? Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. Such a great poem. Go back, listen to this poem, and just like 
you know, just just like dwell in it, you know, just just let it like sink in, just let it like talk to you, let it like move you, let it just implant some, you know, some very very thoughtful, kind and loving and aesthetic. Images and let them sprout, you know? It's so good. I love reading that poem. I love, love, love reading that poem. And yes, it's a little bit long, but once again, you just need to like read it over and over again, and then it's gonna like absolutely just click for you. And dang, man, <laughs> I hope that all of you enjoy that poem. All right? It's so good. All right. Does anybody else have a poem they would like for me to read? Or would you like for me to just continue? <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys, with y'all. I just had planned reading that poem and then I was gonna call it quits. <laughs> However, I have some backups, so it's all good. But if there's some that you would like for me to read, I, I can do that as well. The name of the poem? Well, the name of the poem, the nickname for it is called Tintern Abbey by William Wordsworth but the official name of that poem is actually is actually the following lines composed a few miles above Tintern Abbey on riveting on revisiting the banks of the Wee <laughs> during a tour July 13th 1798 so that's actually the title of the poem <laughs> but it's in the literary world it's lovingly titled as Tintern Abbey by William Wordsworth it's fantastic much different from T.S. Eliot. If you were in the live yesterday, I started with T.S. Eliot. And, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I started with T.S. Eliot. And it, <laughs> I could tell that it was just like a... It just brought the mood down. Because it's a very dark poem. And it's it was written like after World War One, And it's just, you know... It's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. So, <laughs> if you were feeling good about yourself then after you listen to that poem then you probably won't <laughs> but but it's a great poem I, I i actually like the wasteland by t.s Eliot because he references like so much scholarship in that poem like so much scholarship it's ridiculous like the footnotes are actually lengthier than the poem itself that's how much references he actually inserts into the poem so Anyway, I like that stuff, but I know some people, I know a lot of people that also don't. So anyway, Tintern Abbey, much different, much more lively, much more uplifting. It's Christina. How are you doing? So just so I can say hi, I need to wake up early. Oh, yeah, yeah. No worries. Thank you so much for dropping by. It's always good to see you. So I hope you and your family are doing well. So have a great, great night rest. So thanks for dropping by. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. So, it looks like some of you want me to just continue. Yes? Um, once again, I'm happy to take requests if there's any particular poem that you like for me to re read. I won't stay on this live too long because I also have to get up early, but um, I'll do a few more here. Let me look for a song real quick before I continue. So, just give me one second. All right. Mm. This could work if. Let's see. 
Alright, I've never read this one before, so this is the first time I'm reading it on a live. So hopefully you guys will learn something from this one, or let it speak to you, in however it speaks to you. But this one is titled, Sometime, by May Riley Smith. There you go. You guys ready? Wait, there's a question here that says, do you have any poems you've written about autumn? Oh yes. I absolutely have a poem that I wrote about autumn. It's actually called Autumn Leaves Falling. I read it yesterday during the live. <laughs> so, yes, there is. But let me read this one real quick. And let's see if this speaks to all of us. Ready? All right. Hello. Good to see you. All right. So this one's titled Sometime by May Riley Smith. Here we go. Sometime, when all life's lessons have been learned, and sun and stars forevermore have set, the things which our weak judgments have, have here spurned, the things over which we grieved with lashes wet, will flash before us out of life's dark night. As stars shine most in deeper tints of blue, and we shall see all God's plans are right, and how what seemed reproof was love most true. And we shall see how while we frown and sigh, God's plans go on as best for you and me. How when we called, he heeded not our cry, because his wisdom to the end could see. And even as prudent parents disallow too much of sweet to craving babyhood, so God perhaps is keeping from us now life's sweetest things, because it seemeth good. And if sometimes coming lid, coming lid, with life's wine, we find the wormwood, and rebel and shrink, but be sure a wiser hand than yours or mine pours out the potion for our lips to drink. And if some friend you love is lying low where human kisses cannot reach his face, oh, do not blame the loving father so, but wear your sorrow with obedient grace. And you shall shortly know that lengthened breath is not the sweetest gift God sends his friend, and that sometimes the sable path of death conceals the fairest boon his love can send. If we could push ajar the gates of life and stand within all God's working see, we could interpret all this doubt and strife and for each mystery could find the key. But not today. Then be content, poor heart. God's plans, like lilies pure and white, unfold. We must not tear the cl closed shut leaves apart. Time will reveal the chalices of gold. And if, through patient toil, we reach the land, where tired feet, with sandals loosed, loosed may rest, when we shall clearly see and understand 
I think that we will say, God knew the best. So this was written by May Riley Smith. The title is Sometime. I'm, this is the first time I've actually read it. So, I don't know. It's got a nice rhythmical pattern. I like the message. What do you guys think? Definitely first one. First time I read it. So, I'm, I'm, I'm experiences, experiencing this at the same time you are. So... Hopefully it, uh, hopefully it spoke something to you. You want me to read another one? This one is titled Mac. Oh, I'm sorry. This is titled A Prayer by Max Ehrman. I've actually read a lot of other poems by Max Ehrman and He's actually like a pretty witty guy, but at the same time, he's also very sentimental. So I've never read this one that he wrote. I didn't realize he wrote this one until I saw his name. So once again, this is titled A Prayer by Max Ehrman. Here we go. We're going to start in five. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Let me pause that. So those of you who are new to the live... Um, I have to hydrate, so I'm going to drink some water. And while I drink some water, all I ask is that you tap on the screen just to get those likes up. Because we need more people to like realize there's some good content that actually has some good works of art. So I'm trying to get more people to be exposed to some good poetry. So let's get those likes so we can get this live out there to as many people as possible. All right? All right. I'm going to drink some water. You guys tap that screen. Here we go. better feeling better my throat needed that too can you tell like can you tell the difference when it's getting dry and when it's not it's good it, it's nice <laughs> sorry that sounded a little uh self-centered i apologize <laughs> all right y'all here we go this is titled a prayer by max airman we're gonna start in Let me do my work each day, and if the darkened hours of despair overcome me, may I not forget the strength that comforted me in the desolation of other times. May I still remember the bright hours that found me walking over the silent hills of my childhood, or dreaming on the margin and the quiet river. When a light glowed within me, and I promised my early God to have courage amid the tempests of the changing years. Spare me from bitterness and from the sharp passions of unguarded moments. May I not forget that poverty and riches are of the spirit, though the world knew 
know me not. May my thoughts and actions be such as shall keep me friendly with myself. Lift my eyes from the earth, and let me not forget the uses of the stars. Forbid that I should judge others, lest I condemn myself. Let me not follow the clamor of the world, but walk calmly in my path. Give me a few friends who will love me for what I am, and keep ever burning before my vagrant steps the kindly light of hope. And though age and infirmity overtake me, and I come not within sight of the castle of my dreams, teach me still to be thankful for life, and for time's olden memories that are good and sweet. And may the evening's twilight find me gentle still. I like that one. Max Ehrman is a great poet. He really is. He doesn't get enough credit. But he is a great poet. I had no idea he wrote that one, actually. But I, I really like that one. That is a good one. I'm going to read that again at some point. I mean, not tonight, but like... I'm definitely going to bookmark that one for sure. Let me get a marker real quick. That's so lovely. Wasn't that beautiful? I love that one. Ooh, look at this one. This one's titled The Watered Lilies. It, it doesn't have a... This one's by an anonymous poet. It looks really interesting, actually. You want me to read this one? This one's titled Watered Lily Lilies. The Watered Lilies. Not Water Lilies. The Watered Lilies. This is by an anonymous person. Ooh, Aubrey's got a request. All right. All right, Aubrey. So, let me put that on the QE real quick. Let me see. Yeah, I remember this one. Didn't you? I think you requested it a long time ago, actually. I like this one. All right. Let's see. One second, y'all. So I'm going to read Aubrey's request after The Watered Lilies by the anonymous poet. All right. So I'm going to read Watered Lilies first, and then I'm going to go to To His Koi Mistress by Andrew Marvel. All right. So first, The Watered Lilies. Here we go. We're going to start in three, two. The master stood in his garden among the lilies fair, which his own right hand had planted, and trained with tenderest care. He looked at their snowy blossoms, and marked with observant eye that the flowers were sadly drooping, for their leaves were per parched and dry. My lilies need to be watered, the heavenly master said. Wherein shall I draw it from them, for them? 
and raise each drooping head. Close to his feet on the pathway, empty and frail and small, an earthen vessel was lying, which seemed no use at all. But the master saw and raised it from the dust in which it lay, and smiled as he gently whispered, This shall do my work today. It is but an earthen vessel, but it lay so close to me. It is small, but it is empty. That is all it needs to be. So to the fountain he took it and filled it full to the brim. How glad was the earthen vessel to be of some use to him. He poured forth the living water over his lilies fair until the vessel was empty and again he filled it there. He watered the drooping lilies until they revived again. And the master saw with pleasure that his labor was not in vain. His own hand had drawn the water which refreshed the thirsty flowers, but he used the earthen vessel to, to convey the living showers. And to itself it whispered as he laid it aside once more, Still will I lie in his pathway, just where I did before. Close would I keep to the master, empty would I remain. And perhaps some day he may use me to water his flowers again. Isn't that a great story? That was titled The Watered Lilies by an anonymous poet. We don't know who the poet is, unfortunately. But it's titled The Watered Lilies. Such a great little, like, it's like a really great, cute story. But also, like, very, like, enlivening, right? I love this one. I've never read this one before. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I should do more of these, actually. These are nice. <laughs> I've never read these to, on a live before. So, so, so nice. I think I would read it a little bit differently, actually. Now that I read it once through, I'm, I think I will read it slightly differently. Especially whenever the, the master talks. I want to... I should have given him, like, a, like a more, like profound authority like a very deeper voice i should have done that anyway i like that one it's really good all right so to aubrey's request miss aubrey this is per your request a great one of, of course and let me get that ready all right so this one's titled to his mist to his coy mistress by Andrew Marvel. I'm gonna take a quick sip of water. It'll just take me a couple seconds and then we'll get started, right? All right, there we go. Much better. Here we go. So we're gonna start this in three, two, one. Had we but world enough in time, this coyness lady, 
were no crime. We would sit down and think which way to walk and pass our long love's day. Thou by the Indian Ganges side should its rubies find, I by the tide of, hum of humber would complain. I would love you ten years before the flood, and you should, if you please, refuse till the conversion of the Jews. My vegetable love should grow vaster than empires and more slow, and a hundred years should go to praise thine eyes, and on thy forehead gaze two hundred to adore each breast, but thirsty thousand to the rest, an age at least to every part, and the last age should show your heart, for lady, you deserve this state, nor would I love at lower rate. But at my back I always hear time's winged chariot hurrying near, and yonder all before us lie deserts of vast eternity. Thy beauty shall no more be found, nor in thy marble marble vault shall sound my echoing song. Then worms shall try that long-preserved virginity, and your quaint honour turn to dust, and into ashes all my lust, the graves a fine and private place. But none, I think, do there embrace. Now, therefore, while the youthful hue sits on thy skin like morning dew, and while thy willing soul transpires at every pore with instant fires, now let us sport, us while we may, and now, like amorous birds of prey, rather at once our time devour than languish in his slow-chapped power. Let us roll all our strength and all our sweetness up into one ball, and tear our pleasures with rough strife through the iron gates of life. Thus, thou, though we cannot make our sun stand still, yet we will make him run. That was To His Coy Mistress by Andrew Marvel. A great selection. Thank you so much, Aubrey. Hope you enjoyed it. I love this one. This is a great one. Definitely a classic one for sure, especially by Andrew Marvel. He's done some other great works, by the way. So many great poets out there, man. See, this is why... This is why I do these lives, y'all. I do this like out of pure passion, okay? Like I'm not trying to like get any like monetary gain. I seriously like this had nothing to do with it. Like I love my job. I love my day job. This is just purely for fun. And I also want to like once again, I want to sort of like counter all of the, you know, just the questionable content that's out there. So 
this stuff like this is what we need to, you know, get more people to be exposed to, right? This is amazing stuff. This is amazing, like, stuff that will actually stimulate this, right? Our mind and as well as our hearts. When you get those two to connect, right? To interact with each other. This is where imagination and meaning is just sprawling all over your house, your entire day, the way you speak to people, the way you listen, the way you like do things with fervor and meaning and significance. There is no reason why you should go to bed sad or lonely because stuff like this is why it reminds us just how amazing and special of people we are, right? We are created with these amazing attributes and we get lost through time of what those are. But thanks to these great poets, we are reminded just how amazing and beautiful it is to live this life. It, you can be in the most southern part of whatever country you are or in the northern part, cold, heat, doesn't matter. Like, how do you find meaning and significance in your life? Surround yourself with wholesome content and do that consistently. And once you immerse yourself in that environment, you will have a language that connects with people and it's a language of compassion a language of grace a language of peace and a language of forgiveness and that is the for me the greatest and hardest lesson i ever had to learn changed my life in every every way and it's still changing my life in many ways, especially with relationships, <laughs> which, you know, I could go on for days on that one. <laughs> but, uh, but no, like I, when I am interested in someone, I absolutely am interested in them. The day they tell me that they're not interested in me, then, well, that's where I sort of like, you know, I respect it. Then it's like, okay. Thanks for letting me know. But until then, like, I'm absolutely, like, just patient, waiting on them, <laughs> and continue to express how I think and feel about them, right? So, anyway, poetry helped me get to that point. It's not the answer, but it's at least a wholesome content. Anyway. Thanks for the likes, y'all. Thanks for the recommendation. Once again, Aubrey, you never disappoint with these recommendations. So great poem. Thank you so much for suggesting that one for sure. All right. You guys want to hear some more? <laughs> now you got me all fired up here. <laughs> I can't stay up too late, though, because I really do have to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, let me do a couple more because, you know, you got me fired up here. So this is good. This is good. This is a rare. This, I wouldn't say it's a rarity, but, you know. I try to calm things down. <laughs> so, yes, que bonita manera de ser. Sí, 
concuerdo completamente, así que ojalá que, que a ti los poemas te, te hablan a ti, ¿cierto? Algo te, que tú puedes conectarte con ellos, así que anyway, um, let me let me get to another poem. Man, I really like the watered lilies. <laughs> I'm not going to read it again, but but I will sometime next week or so. And I'm going to read it like with a little bit more like like a narrative, you know, like a story. I really want to do those like deep voice parts of the master. I like what he says. And I feel like it has to have like that nice precise tone, right? It's like my son with me right stuff like that it's like i <laughs> will give you <laughs> all right anyway i'll stop right there <laughs> all right um here's a short one this one is titled there is no death all right so there is no death once again this doesn't have unfortunately a poet this is anonymous anonymous so this is unknown but this one's titled, There Is No Death. Y'all ready? Let me just double check something real quick before I continue. I just want to see something real quick. All right. We're good, we're good, we're good. All right, y'all, here we go. I'm just gonna drink some water and then we'll get started in five. There is a plan far greater than the plan you know. There is a landscape broader than the one you see. There is a haven where storm-tossed souls may go. You call it death. We, immortality. You call it death, this seeming endless sleep. We call it birth, the soul that last set free. Tis hampered not by time or space. You weep. Why weep at death? Tis immortality. Farewell, dear voyager. Twill not be long. Your work is done. Now may peace rest with thee. Your kindly thoughts and deeds they will live on. This is not death. Tis immortality. Farewell, dear voyager. The river winds and turns, winds and turns, the candace, <laughs> the cadence of your song wafts near to me. And now you know the thing that all men learn. There is no death. There's immortality. Don't you like that one? Oh, so good. Such a positive note, man. Come on now. Don't fear death. You know, those of you who know this live, I have a thing that I do, and you're going to see it when I, before I say my goodbyes and everything. You know, I don't want to sound morbid or negative here, y'all, but like, you know, I always say bye and 
you know, just in case something happens to me. But I don't want you to worry because like my life is truly like at peace and I like absolutely have a fulfilled life. I love it. Okay. I mean, that's not to say that I have some like rough days and, you know, sad days or whatever. But in the end, like it doesn't overcome who I am now, the guy that I am now. Right. Like I have such a <laughs> positive outlook and the way I interact with people. Like I'm very, very like, you know, just always want to connect with them right and so um i don't know it's always a I, i'm not i don't worry about dying <laughs> but that's not to say that i want I, you know i don't want to live of course i want to live <laughs> but, but i'm not worried you know what i mean like i'm not worried so anyway hopefully all of us will get to that that point at some point right anyway <laughs> Look at this one. This one is titled... Aw, oh, thanks Juanita. That's really nice of you. Let's see, how about... Ooh, Aubrey has another request. Excellent. Let's see. Sonnet 116 by Shakespeare. Of course, of course. Why not? Let me not to the marriage of true minds. Are you all ready? This is a short one. Here we go. Let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not love which alters when it alteration finds, or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no! It is an ever fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. It is the star to every wandering bark, whose worth's unknown, although his height be taken. Love's not time's fool, though rosy lips and cheeks within his bending sickle's compass come. Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. If this be error and upon me proved, I never writ, nor no man ever loved. Boom, baby, boom. Such a good one, isn't it? Come on, y'all. Seriously, if you're not revved up, or, you know, like, if you're not, like, totally, like, enlivened by these amazing words, right? Come on. You need to read some poems. Seriously, you need, like... Get a bunch of books, a bunch of anthologies, poetic anthologies, and just like read one after the other. Just read, 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 read until it starts like clicking for you, right? So that when you get up in the morning, you're like, all right, man, look at this beautiful sun. Oh, it's a little brisky out. Yes, it's getting cold in the south. We don't like the cold, but you know what? It's going to be a beautiful day. You know why? Because that freaking sun is going to keep me warm. And by the time I get to the, my, my office space, that all this was just for me and others but also for you right have you ever wondered 
Seriously, have you ever wondered? Just how vast of a universe we live in. There's so many planets out there, some we haven't even discovered yet. And by all means, I don't want to turn this into a debate here, but you ever wondered why we still haven't found life anywhere else except here? <laughs> Think about that. What does that say? All of this right now, everything, even the night atmosphere, it's all created for us. There's no other species right now that we know of, okay? We haven't discovered it, okay? And you can have all of the theories that you've seen and read about, okay? I've read some of them, okay? I haven't read all of it, but I have, I've read some of them. And they're great, they're fascinating, okay? They're theories. It doesn't mean that it's actually proven. What we know as real, proven life is here on this amazing, gorgeous Earth. So yeah, that sun is for me. That wind is for me. The water is for me. Those birds, my pets, my dog is for me. <laughs> and I love my dog. She's an amazing dog. I love my dog. You know? Just as I am with my own friends, I'm their friend. I give my time to them. I want them to have my time. I want the words that I say to them for them. This is why when I speak to you, Blanquita, whenever I have these conversations with you, even though you can't see my words, I'm building a path for you and I to dwell on. You are so amazing to me, always. Many times I pass the time so that I can see you again. I'm not gonna lie to you, there was moments where I felt a little bit lonely. <laughs> but then I realized, no. I'm not lonely because I have the thought of you. I have the words you gave me. I have the gestures, the sound of your laughter, all of these non-verbal forms of communication, they're with me. And I am absolutely dwelling in them when I don't see you. So no, I'm not lonely anymore. 
do wonder if you feel lonely sometimes, which is why I want my words to enliven you, to bring you peace, to bring you hope and joy and a sense of security that you will never ever have to wonder and question. You're certainly welcome to, but I'm the same guy <laughs> yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Same in the sense of like the attributes that I have. That doesn't mean that I can't adapt to some life-altering decision here. <laughs> I just want to clarify. <laughs> but no. This is why I speak to you with meaning and significance. This is why I love just like dwelling and hanging out. Even if it's through a screen. <laughs> like I just like, I love it. I don't even have to say anything, man. Right? That's what's cool about it. Like, I don't have to say anything. The fact that you and I are doing like the same thing. <laughs> it's like... means a significance beyond words. That's when I realized that I have a love for you, right? So. Just remember how much of that love was given to you as well. Anyways, y'all, this was lovely. I'm so appreciative of all of you for being here. And I hope you learned something. I hope there's something of great significance that speaks to you and whatever it is that you do tomorrow I don't care if this sounds corny or cheesy or whatever you want to call it generic seriously tomorrow take some time and just look out your window or go for like a quick little walk and just look out Listen to the trees. Listen, if you have any birds, maybe they might get annoying after a while, but like, listen, listen to them for a couple minutes. <laughs> and let the wind sort of like brush through your hair and like just your entire body, right? And just sit out there for a couple minutes. And just think and remind yourself like just how amazing this world is man like, it really is it really is and that whatever it is that you were upset about whatever it is that you faced or challenges that were whatever mal thoughts against you trust me it's not worth your time it's not worth your time So, counter it with peace. Counter it with a 
sense of hope. Counter it with grace. That is the most astonishing and unequivocal form of countering speaking community muchas gracias por estar aquí espero que disfrutaron de este live espero que aprendieron algo espero que encuentren una paz y felicidad profunda Pueden exhibir la gracia en contra de la maldad, ¿cierto? Hay mucha maldad aquí en este mundo. Pero si lo pueden enfrentar con gracia, yo sé que vas a encontrar una verdad tan profunda que te va a dar una esperanza sin límites ¿cierto? anyway thanks everybody for being here muchas, muchas gracias have a great night buenas noches and if I don't see you tomorrow or the next time just remember that I had an absolute pleasure doing these And I hope that you learned something wonderful and that you continue to read poems and let others know about this amazing poetry that exists and that you continue to live a life of significance and purity and just goodness. And seek out truth, by the way, okay? I know that sounds like another like sort of like cookie cutter uh, statement here but seek out truth really like seek out truth and don't be alarmed if it comes from a particular source let it speak to you and I promise you your life will be so much more significant and you're gonna like see people differently And you're going to live a life that is whole. You'll never feel lonely. Ever. Alright. I gotta get up early tomorrow, so... <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Hasta mañana. Si Dios quiere. Okay. <laughs>